Thanks for tuning in to Good Vibrations with Kristen, where humanness meets spirituality. Are you ready to be inspired? Do you want to have a greater connection to the earth, each other, and ultimately yourself? Join in the conversation with Kristen Ace and her fascinating guests to share the light, laughter, and the illumination of Good Vibrations. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Good Vibrations with Kristen. Today, my fabulous guest is Jen Grosso. She is the creator of the website Perils of the Living. It is where she captures and experiences the sacred. It's definitely a place that you guys want to go and check out. It's so inspiring and so uh, just powerfully creative, like like blam in your in your mind and and in experiences with your vision and the the poems that she writes and everything that she presents there. So um, today she's here to speak to us about the everyday sacred. Jen, are you there? Hi, Kristen. Hi. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you. We've been waiting a long time for this to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We spoke a couple months ago. Yes. Well, it's exciting that both of us have busy schedules and that it took us a couple of months, but I'm so happy that the time has come. So, Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited as well. So tell me just, you know, a little bit, what got you started on this incredible website that you've created? Yeah, well, so Perils of the Living started a few years ago, but it wasn't my first blog. I've had several blogs. I guess, throughout the last decade or so. Mm. Um, and they were all pretty much dedicated to creativity um, as well as my spiritual practice, kind of merging the two. Right. Um, I had stepped away from blogging for a little bit and had deleted, you know, my previous attempt. And I don't know, the time felt right again. And the Parents of the Living was born. And it's, the name Perils of the Living to me is so potent because it speaks to even though that life is pretty darn perilous at times, mm-hmm. um, there's yes. still so much beauty and sacredness all the time. So my aim is to rise above the perils of living <laughs> and appreciate life. Well, and that's and that's perfect for why we're talking about the sacred in the everyday, because I feel like a lot of times we're all talking about uh, sacred, sacred acts or sacred experiences in a very large scope, like people who might go to India or people who go to ashrams, or I feel like we need to connect to the sacred of our everyday life to be able to move that out on a profound level, but to experience it on a, on a personal level or a, a more um, confined level within our everyday lives so it becomes more personal. Yeah, exactly. To me, it's like experiencing these more grandiose feelings mm. on a mundane level. Yes, yes. Was a technohan uh, wrote about how... Um, mindfulness in everything that you do. And long ago when I read it, my kids were babies. And so I know that you uh, have that memory too. I know that Mm -hmm. your daughter is around the same. She's 
two, I think, two years younger than my daughter. So she's 10 now, right, Jen? Oh, my daughter's going to be eight. This oh, summer. okay. So, oh, so she's a little further behind Miranda, but <laughs> you still, you're still not, you still haven't forgotten what it's like to have a little one running around. No. So I had the kids running around and, you know, there's the diapers and the laundry and, and all the stuff that goes with that. And I was doing the dishes and I was just crying. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was also at the time reading Technohan and he said, if you can find the sacred, even in washing the dishes, and I would make myself find a way to be grateful that I have clean water to, do- to wash my dishes with, that I um, that my children are healthy while I'm washing dishes, well, that I can look out into my beautiful yard while I'm washing dishes. And that was finding the sacred in that mundane act. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's you, you mentioned Thich Nhat Hanh and, or on the other, you know, another teacher, Ram Dass, mm. um, the Be Here Now, right? He says uh, everything is part of waking up. It's all done as consecrated action, it's all dedicated, it's all sacred. Mm. And he speaks of, you know, chopping wood, carrying water, how anything can be a devotional act if we bring that mindfulness to what we're doing. So how easy is it for you, um, just on a day-to-day basis and a minute-to-minute basis, living in the moment and, and finding the sacred and everything, is it something that you have to work really hard on, or is it more second nature to you now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I laugh. I laugh because I just, <laughs> you know, it's funny because at times you're like, man, I got this. I'm going awesome. You know, you really. And then, so I have a full-time job. And the last two months have been particularly insanely busy and particularly stressful, you know? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yes, I, like, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, I'm looking back now because things are settling down. And I look back and I was like, wow, that sucked. But I'm also so grateful because it made me really on a much higher level practice what I preach and it challenged me and it pushed me to my edge and but I came out of it and I'm just wow like because it's easy to for these kind of practices it's easy when everything's going right Right. when everything's gonna going easy but it's when you're pushed it's when you're stressed it's when things aren't going awesome that you're really forced if, if you know you want to to have you know if you're saying it's all practice it's all sacred but when things suck when things are stressful that's when you really have to practice yeah i agree what it's what you preach you it's, know it's interesting because you say the last two months for me january and february of this year were mind-blowingly bad and and that doesn't happen to me that often i have to be really honest i'm i have a very deep spiritual practice and things getting bad for that long that doesn't happen too often. And so I was in that place that you're talking about where I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And the, the way I, you know, meditation certainly. But you know what? That wasn't even enough. I had to go outside, plant my feet on the ground, stand in the middle of my yard and just breathe and thank mm-hmm. the earth for being the earth. And that helped me. That helped me remind myself that life is sacred and that even through this difficult time 
the earth is spinning and I'm on it. And that's pretty yeah. great. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I write a column mm. called Everyday Sacred over on BU Media Group's website, um, which my good friend Kate has created. Yes. So, and we've had Kate on the show. She's delightful. Yeah. Yeah. So I work with her um, on BU Media Group. And one of the things that I do there is my column, Everyday Sacred. And the focus is to discuss more about a daily practice, like an actual defined sadhana, daily practice, you know, where you could be meditating, you could be doing yoga, prayer, like whatever it is. Um, But then when things, when shit hits the fan, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and your daily practice is not enough, you know, or sometimes we just, we don't have time or energy, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when things kind of got really hectic on a whole other level for me, uh, I was still focusing on, on carving out that time before bed to do my, my yoga, to do my meditation. Right. But when you're frazzled, it's sometimes not enough to, to just do half an hour of yoga, to do oh, yeah. half an hour of meditation. So I really had to bring my focus on making every step I took in my day as my practice, you know, really bringing that kind of sacred energy, which, you know, I try to do every day anyway, but when you're tested Mm. and when, you know, you have 10 things on your shoulders, um, that's when you really got to pedal to the metal That's <laughs> with right. your practice, right? Um, and for me, that showed up as taking moments in my day and reminding myself constantly, everything is sacred. Like, mm. everything you're doing, even though, you know, it's not fun or it's not awesome, is, is you can dedicate it. It's, you know, right. make it sacred. Right. Just your intention. You know what I mean? Just come from the heart, whatever you're doing, even if it sucks, just send it out as love, you know? Right. Well, I think it's important that people um, know what it is that, that they do find sacred. I think a lot of times we are going through life and like, oh, yeah, life is sacred, all that. But do you really know what it is that makes you feel that awe? For me, it is always nature. It is always the earth. It's animals. It's um, that being in that environment always reminds me of the sacred. And my health, I have exceptionally good health. So when the shit was hitting my fan, this you know, this winter, I was like, yeah. okay, but you know what? I can still get up and, you know, do 30 sit-ups in 30 seconds. And then I would tweet that out to, like, um, um, move it Monday. And and I would say, did 30 sit-ups in 30 seconds. And they would write back, good for you, Kristen. <laughs> and that would be like, okay, that's something sacred because I have that ability to have my body is, is still strong and powerful while my spirit at that time was <laughs> really sad and and struggling but that's yeah i know what feels sacred to me so that when everything else is 
challenging. I, I will. I will do those sit-ups or I will go out into the yard or I will look at the birds for 10 minutes and, and watch how magnificent they are, you know, or the squirrels who make me laugh every single time I watch them. And I, I totally relate with what you're saying because for me as well, nature mm. is a huge anchor, you yes. know. But like this winter, like we were talking about before, like, man, this winter was cold. <laughs> and so like I usually, in winters, I, I, I love hiking. I love taking walks by the river that's by my home. I will do that like all the time. But this winter was so cold right. that some of the practices or some of the things that I did to anchor myself, I couldn't do. Right. You know, and yeah, sure, I'll look out the window and admire all the white. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's lovely, nice and pure. <laughs> but I can't go out there because I'll freeze my face off. You right, know? <laughs> right, right, right. But then I shifted, you know, and, and you talk about, you know, the things that make us connect with the sacred. Mm. Yes, like ceremonies, these rituals, you know, our meditation practice, um, communing with nature, uh, you know, I don't know, like smudging or, mm-hmm. you know, all these things are hey. connected with the sacred. But how about like I was it was kind of like an interesting thing on how can I do something that I don't really want to do, like a meeting at mm-hmm. work. Right. But how can I bring that feeling of sacredness with me in something like that and offer it what I'm doing from my heart to above or the divine or whatever mm-hmm. as a sacred action, you know? So how do you do that? I mean, get, share a hint with everyone as you're walking into that meeting because, uh, you know, there are, uh, a lot of my listeners are going to be going into business meetings and other meetings for other things, and they may be feeling exactly the same way you were, but give them a, give them a nugget to take into that meeting with them. Yeah, there's a few things. I wrote this prayer mm. um, that, I, that I've been saying every morning and kind of throughout my day as well. And I have it written in my journal. I have it written on a piece of paper, you know. And so I'll, I'll read it to you. Okay. So it goes, may every step I take today be an offering of love. May my unfolding heart continue to open further. Let the whole world fit inside. Let it all be done with love. So oh I'll remind myself Oh, my God, Jen, this. that's so beautiful. Just, <laughs> I want to just take a moment and take that in. That is really profoundly beautiful thank you thank you and it's from when i read that i just i can't help but feel it feel grateful Mm -hmm. you know let it all be done with love like everything you know and i just there's something inside of me that just surrenders Mm -hmm. it just goes you know and so when i am ready or preparing to go into a business meeting and or do something that is not awesome, or have 10 things on the go and I'm feeling overwhelmed, I stop and I tell myself, let it all be done with love. And I take a breath, you know, I take 10 breaths Mm. and I'll just remind myself of this and just kind of surrender. Like we struggle so much with, with all this in our day, like grumble, grumble, gotta go do groceries, Oh, business meeting. Oh, <laughs> 10 emails to do, you know, but, and we, we push ourselves, you know, we push ourselves with, with these thoughts and, and just feeling stressful. And I've just 
with this prayer and with, you know, let it all be done with love, I kind of just inside my body relax. Right, right. And then I still, you know, whether I'm going to approach these, you know, full inbox or business meeting, I can approach these things with feeling stressed about it, with feeling like it's a challenge. Or I can just, I don't know, just offer it up, offer what I'm about to do to the divine. To the divine, yeah. To the universe, to whatever, to love, whatever we want to call it. I can just, I'm going to do this with love. Well, that, I I want to remind everybody, but this is a choice. We come back to this quite often. It is a choice to decide how you are going to feel about something. And people believe, and I used to believe that I didn't have a choice. I just felt the way I felt. But the reality is, is you can stop yourself in the middle of that thought and say, no, I'm going to shift my focus around this to a different feeling. So I did that recently with grocery shopping. I I just really hate grocery shopping. I I don't mind cooking. (laughs) I, I just, I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. And I was walking out the door grumbling, and like you said, grumbling in my head about, oh, God, now i got to go grocery shopping. And then I went, no, no. I am so grateful to be able to buy fresh organic food for my family. Mm-hmm. I am so grateful to be able to support the organic farmers of this world who are going to teach us, reteach us how to farm the earth. So from there... I, I got in my car and went, okay, wow, I'm, I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky to be able to help the world in the way that I am right now. And then it changes from all this thing that I have to do to I am participating in the healing of the earth by the way I shop. And that's a vastly different energy. But it, I had to choose it and decide it and move it into that, that energy. And then the energy literally takes off. And then I walk into the grocery store and people are like, oh, hi, do you need help? And, and oh, hey, I like your shoes. And then you're like, I get home and you're unpacking. And that energy builds and builds and builds as opposed to, oh, God, I've got to go. Now, if you go out in the world with that, oh, God, I've got to go shopping. That is what will start surrounding you, picking you up, moving you forward. And then it's hard for you to shift your focus to the sacred because all the energy that is surrounding you is of the non-sacred, of the ego. So I just want to, you know, it's important that everyone remember this is a choice. You know, Jen gets up every day and makes a choice to go into her business meeting with something sacred. She makes a choice to read her poem. Exactly. Yeah. And, it's, I mean, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, easier said than done. Yes. That's where the practice is. You know, right. that's where the, and we're not perfect. We're not right. always gonna, we're not always going to approach things perfectly sacred, floating <laughs> on our sacred cloud, you know? No, we're going to grumble. But, you know, the more we try to approach everything with that attitude of sacredness, of love, then it does get easier. Right. And then every now and then we're going to get even more challenged, even more pushed. And then you go, oh, right, right, my practice. And right. then it just, it's closer to your periphery of consciousness, you know what I mean? And so then you remember quickly, quicker mm-hmm. as you practice right. to, you know, do the things or think the thoughts that 
will bring you closer to the sacred, you know? And um, that's not to say, though, that we can't feel crappy, that we can't, you know, think of a situation as being shitty. Like, (laughs) you know, it it is. Sometimes we just feel crappy. Sometimes we're in an awful mood. And sometimes we are going to be grumbly. But then it's just to never forget that it is all sacred. And, you know, you can still honor where you're at, but then you don't need to necessarily dwell in it for as long. No, that's exactly right. It's interesting that you say that because I'm I'm a firm believer that we must feel our feelings because if you don't, Mm -hmm. they come out anyway. No, they just come out really badly as opposed to, oh... I'm having this feeling. And, and for the months of January and February, I felt exactly what you said. I felt shitty, but I didn't stay in it for four years. And yeah. throughout those two months, I was reminded, even though the situations were challenging and they were pushing me to move beyond my comfort zone in, in um, understanding myself and humanity, I, I was reminded of many things during that time, like, oh, my gosh, I have such good friends. My friends are surrounding me and loving me through this. And, oh, my gosh, my husband is, you know, reminding me of how glorious it is to have me on the earth. And, you know, so I had, while I was being challenged in this personal thing that was so awful, I was also being shown the amazing things that have come from similar challenges in my life, which reminds me that on the other end of this thing is going to be something extraordinary. I just don't know what it is yet. So, but I did have to have those feelings and I did feel them because if I didn't, you know, I would break dishes instead of cry. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. And it's, it's not fair either for ourselves to not feel our feelings, you know, but then, we don't need them to rule our actions or our or permeate through all of our thoughts. Correct. You know what I mean? Like we honor them, but then it's also just how we're feeling just this minute, you know? Right, right. Things shift. And and that's also to say, like to honor our feelings and but to say like, oh, let it all be done with love, you know, do everything we do as an offering. Now, sometimes you got to put your foot down, you know, (laughs) for me with my insanity, you know, at work, like, yes, I was approaching my workplace with a calmer, you know, intention of, of offering it up, you know, trying to do everything with my heart. But then sometimes you just got to go, this is nuts and put your foot down and say, this is too much for one person to do. Right. You know, you, you still got to be... We still have to honoring. set your boundaries. You still have to be exactly. clear about who you are and what is not okay with you. Exactly. So it's not to be, you know, a spiritual doormat either. <laughs> oh, it's all done in love. You know, yeah, you're breaking your own back, you know? Yeah, that's right. Oh, I love, I love all the work you're giving me. Thank you. <laughs> I love doing five people's jobs for the pay of one. Thank you. No. <laughs> That's not what we're saying out there, you guys. <laughs> you exactly. know, be clear. <laughs> exactly. There's, you know, the approach it all with with that sense of sacredness and, and offering it up, but then it's also to respect yourself and know when to draw the line, which is also an offering of love to yourself. That's right. It's important because if we don't respect ourselves, know our boundaries, know where we are honored and not honored, then you cannot move that kind of sacred 
love out into the world because you're not giving it to yourself and you're not having it for yourself and you're not practicing it for yourself. Exactly. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) So now, um, I think, uh, I just, uh, we're going to wrap up in just a minute, but give us, give, give everybody out here just a, you've given them this wonderful poem. So everybody has the ability to go write themselves a prayer and, and help themselves in that way. Give us one more nugget to, to go home with. <laughs> well, so for this prayer, actually, if you do go on my website, I have my, all my poems and all these prayers that I write there, and they're okay. reminders for myself. But the other thing that helps me so much throughout all of my day is focusing on the breath, and that's another thing that I write a lot about as well, um, and, and I incorporate in a lot of my poems as well, is, is that focus on the breath. You know, in yoga, there's the practice of pranayama, which is all these different breathing techniques. Mm-hmm. There's so much out there. If you, you know, Google up pranayama, pranayama, there's tons. And pick something that you kind of resonate with because breathing, just bringing consciousness to our breath, and how amazing is that that we're breathing, right. you know? We don't even have to think about that. That just happens. Isn't that awesome? Exactly. <laughs> Can but you imagine bring... if you had to think about that? Oh. <laughs> but to bring that awareness to the breath, and actually Thich Nhat Hanh is coming back again. He has this little mantra that I absolutely adore. Mm, I know Super what you're going to say. Yeah. Yes, super simple, Um, and it's breathing in, I know that I'm breathing in. Yes. Breathing out, I smile. Mm, I know that that mantra, and it's funny because a girlfriend of mine said to me once, I was getting ready to go do a performance, and she said, remember to breathe out. And I went, what? Mm. She said, remember to breathe out. Everybody breathes in. But people forget, and they hold that in. Remember to breathe out. And it was amazing to me as I'm preparing because, you know, it's as much as I love performing, it's still always that, that excitement and that thrill and also that, those nerves that once I was going, oh, breathe out, <laughs> I relaxed so much more, and the tension is released. So I love that you brought that in from Technahan because it is it is that profound. Breathing is that profound. It really is. And it's massive to shift our perspective of things. You know, mm. and, and he says, breathing out, I smile. Like I mean you don't yeah. need to obviously walk around with a huge smile on your face. But imagine if even if your mind you kinda of smiled right. when you breathe, you know, when you had that exhale, how much lighter everything is. Well, and think about energetically, even though you may not be smiling on the outside, if you're smiling in your heart or your mind, that smile radiates all around you and that energy gets picked up. And then what you will find back are more smiles coming your way. It's just a fact that it's talking about vibrational energy. It's what you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes just everything more pleasant, you know, and... And again, tying it again to that sacredness, like just bringing everything into that space, that heart space, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And with, um, 
We have to end with our heart space, which is a great place to end, um, <laughs> just to sit in our heart space. So I want to thank you, Jen, so much for coming. I will, on the blog, there will be um, links to Be Your Media Group and links to Perils of the Living. And I want everyone to go out there and read and explore what Jen has to offer because it is really profoundly beautiful. And, and I thank you for your energy here on GBK today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It means a lot. All right. Well, you take good care, and I hope that we talk again soon. Yes, definitely. Take good care, Kristen. All right. Bye, Jen. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in with me and Jen today. It was really wonderful. You've got a lot here to explore and a couple authors to check out, Ram Das and Technohan. And as you do all of that, remember that I love you. We hope that you found this episode of GDK inspiring. And to raise your vibration even higher, visit my website at goodvibrationswithkristen.com. And don't forget to like Good Vibrations with Kristen on Facebook. What inspires you? Write us, let us know, so we can share your ideas on the show. And meanwhile, keep listening, keep connecting, and know that you are divinely guided.